Welcome to our podcast series on IT modernization and government, underwritten today by Al Fresco. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about the growing role blockchain will play for managing a host of enterprise activities, from financial transactions to supply chain management to preserving immutable records, and how government agencies and leading enterprises are already putting blockchain to work. Our guests today include two veteran IT experts. First, we are pleased to welcome Sunil Thomas, CIO for Business and Workforce Cluster for the state of Illinois. Sunil was previously Deputy CIO for the city of Chicago, and before that, a technical specialist with Oracle. He now oversees IT investment, business, and workforce development for the entire state of Illinois. Sunil, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks. It's uh, great to be here. Great. And also joining us today to provide an industry point of view is Tara Combs, who specializes in enterprise content management, records management, and business process automation in government at Alfresco, a leading provider of digital business solutions. Tara, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So, Neil, let's start with you and set the stage here. Can you give our listeners an overview of what blockchain is and how the technology could be beneficial in the government space? Sure. Uh, So blockchain is a decentralized, distributed, and immutable digital ledger that is used to record transactions. And every transaction in a blockchain is secured using cryptographic hash and are linked to the previous block, uh, giving it more security and immutability. To understand more, let's just quickly talk about the traditional data keeping that is practiced today. Uh, Today, data is stored in data stores that are siloed and are protected by physical and software methods. Doing that has few uh, key issues with this model. First, it's centralizing the data, and the data is then controlled and managed by few individuals or institutions. Uh, It also provides a single point of failure and leads to all kinds of illegal access of the data there. The current model lacks transparency of actions taken on the data. Sharing data beyond uh, an organizational boundary is challenging. And in the current uh, environment, the cost of protecting the data uh, grows exponentially every year. So looking at blockchain, the key features of blockchain is the data is decentralized, it's encrypted, and it's linked to the previous transactions, giving it an immutable feature. By storing a copy of the ledger across every node in the network, removes a single point of failure and provides greater transparency. Applying encryptions, consensus, and linking provides protection against tampering of data that's usually seen in a siloed data store. Sunil, can you talk a little more specifically about how you see blockchain being put to work in government agencies? With these capabilities, there are a number of use cases where blockchain could be applied. Uh, The first is the establishing of digital identity within a blockchain and linking that to a number of physical attributes. What this does is reduces the need for collection of personally identified data by uh, public sector entities to provide service. It will also increase the efficiency and personalization of the service delivered by public sector entities The other broader use case is creation of assets and ownership registries um, that would eliminate the need for third party and again improve transparency uh, of use of the data. 
Uh, Tara, you work with lots of organizations to improve records management and business process automation. What examples are you seeing out there of how blockchain is being put to use? And is it practical or realistic yet for government agencies to begin adopting blockchain for day-to-day operations? So there's been a lot of adoption at the state and local level, um, but we're seeing movement in the federal government now. For example, the state of Delaware has been using blockchain to register articles of incorporation for quite some time now. DOD is leading a project to create a point-of-use, time-of-need digital supply chain that will utilize blockchain. And then the last example for the federal government is Department of Homeland Security awarded a blockchain contract to prove integrity of captured data from border devices. So lots of different practical applications on how it's being used, and I could give you a few more of those. But I do think it's realistic for them to start adopting it. And again, we've seen a higher level adoption at a state and local level so far than we have at federal. And just briefly to follow on that in terms of is it realistic, what would you say government agencies need to begin moving forward in piloting these kinds of projects? So some of the challenges that they're going to have is overcoming their legacy infrastructure and how that's going to benefit from blockchain or if they need new infrastructure. Also, failing limitations because these systems, if they're going to be used by the federal government, are going to need to be up 24-7, so failover and continuity are, are big concerns. But also, there's a couple of questions that they need to ask, and it's really, is blockchain going to provide a benefit? So if there's multiple parties that need to access the same data store, and what are the conditions of the current system? Is it error-prone, complex, and unreliable? And that's something that blockchain could provide better benefit for what they have today. Sunil, you've been a longtime practitioner adopting innovative IT practices at the government level, and I'm curious from your experience as a CIO, what are the primary challenges that CIOs should be aware of in moving forward to test using blockchain technology? I think the challenges are pretty similar to any emerging technology that you have. The first in a government organization is to identify the resource with the skill set or have the ability to build that skill set to support a pilot or a proof of concept or even a production-ready system. So the legacy resources, it's a challenge to move forward with the adoption of the technology. The second is the blockchain technology ecosystem is continually evolving. It will be a challenge to pick up specific combination of platform infrastructure and service provider to build a solution. It's a moving target at this point. Do CIOs need to worry about storage issues, latency, or other concerns as they would look to move more of their data into a blockchain ecosystem? That is a big growing pain with blockchain. The performance of number of platforms are continuously being improved, so it's something that CIO should be aware of. As part of designing a solution, one of the decisions to be made is how much of the data needs to be on the blockchain, especially when we start talking of business processes that deals with personally identifiable data, HIPAA-protected data, or public safety data. So there are things to be considered uh, on what data uh, goes on the chain as it gets replicated to multiple nodes. 
It also will help you define the network that your blockchain runs on that will directly impact the performance of what is being done. So something to be aware of as these solutions are being designed. And Tara, just following up on that, what's your experience about the growing accumulation of connected data in a blockchain ecosystem? And what other additional considerations would you have government IAP leaders keep in mind about adopting blockchain technology? Well, I think managing secure data, as Sunil mentioned, there's a lot of privacy regulations out there now that we do have to worry about, like GDPR. And even if it's U.S. federal government, we do have employees overseas, so we are subject to the EU's GDPR. So managing that privacy data is a huge concern. PwC actually did a 2018 global survey last year, and they talked about the biggest barriers to blockchain adoption. And number one on that was regulatory uncertainty. So is blockchain going to be accepted as a viable method for authenticating that data, and is it going to be legal and binding? But the second highest at 45% was actually lack of trust among users. And so I think that's a key thing when we tie it back to the privacy data getting collected on these users. You know, we're still having to worry about data breaches. And looking ahead, for agencies that want to begin integrating blockchain into their enterprise activities, what recommendations would each of you offer CIOs and their management teams about how to get started? Sunil, let's start with you. Sure. I think a couple of recommendations that I have for anyone looking at blockchain is first to curtail the urge uh, to use blockchain um, as a solution to every business problem uh, that IT is trying to solve. Um, What I would recommend is having a specific selection criteria for your use case that will allow you to both validate the use of the technology to solve the problem, but also Um, help you narrow down uh, kind of the solution that you want to implement within the blockchain space. The second very common approach that everyone has been taking with any emerging technology is to uh, move through a life cycle of doing proof of concept pilots and then helping you understand both the team and you yourself understand the technology challenges, implementation pitfalls before fully adopting that into your environment. Tara, any additional advice that you would have for government agency CIOs and their management teams about adopting blockchain? One of the other considerations is performance of the system. What we've seen on the public blockchains like Bitcoin is they're just doing three to five transactions per minute. Ethereum does up to 15, but we're used to mainframe systems and large servers that can process, you know, thousands or even tens of thousands of processes per minute. So there is going to be some issues with scaling and throughput on these. And so they need to consider the type of solution that they're trying to implement on blockchain and the performance needed by it. So if I'm hearing you, you're suggesting that agencies that are processing lots of transactions with a lot of scale, it may be a little too soon to be able to integrate a blockchain encryption approach at this time. And if that's the case, do you feel that problem will be solved in the near future? I do think it'll be solved. It depends on how you define near future, but I would say probably within the next year or two. There are some projects going on to solve the issues of scalability, and one of those is sharding. So they are working on these things. 
Uh, finally, Sunil, what do you see for the state of Illinois and the work you do with business development incorporating blockchain technology in some of the IT platforms that Illinois uses? We are focused at this point trying to establish a digital identity for the citizens of the state and trying to understand how that can improve service delivery of various programs that the state manages. Moving forward, we'll like to work with some of our partners, start a pilot in a very managed environment. We have certain use cases in mind where we think that will increase our service delivery, but also give us an opportunity to understand all the complexities that go along with initiating, managing, and establishing a digital ID in blockchain as a solution. We're also focused on education, both our business users, uh, but also with our partners at the General Assembly to create more meaningful legislation to manage blockchain and help our business users understand the value of using blockchain for their business problems. Well, I appreciate your lining out some of those emerging examples. Thank you for that. I'm afraid, however, that's all we have time for today. Sunil Thomas and Tara Combs, thank you so much for joining us to talk about the emerging opportunities blockchain technology is playing in IT modernization in government, and also some of the ways that agency CIOs can get a jump on using blockchain. And of course, we'd like to thank the folks at Alfresco for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of digital transformation in government on fedscoop.com and statescoop.com. This is your host, Wyatt Cash. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.